I'm Jeffrey Smith. I'm with my friend David Stelzer. Now, David is the founder of Azure Standard, and you deliver food, a lot of organic food, to people all over the country. How many people have you been delivering organic and healthy food to, and for how long? Well, we've been delivering organic and healthy food for 30 years now, actually 31 years, since we first started the delivery portion of our, our company. And we've delivered to, well, over the years, hundreds of thousands, but on our current list, we have about 100,000 customers and over 30,000 deliver um, at least once a month. Wow. So very regularly. Now, 71% of the people who have an objection or concern about organic, according to a recent survey, was all about the money. So tell me, do you provide a way to help ease the pain of the extra money normally dedicated to eating healthy and organic? That's exactly what we do. Um, I have a large family and I am 100% dedicated to organic food personally. And so a lot of my product selection has been driven by that exact purpose. I wanna be able to feed my family affordably and 100% organically. To do that, you know, I, I am not able to really eat what I call the health food junk food. It's good stuff, but it's pre-prepared. So in order to keep the cost down, if you're very cost, if that's a major issue, if we cook it from the, the raw ingredients, the cost of eating organic is minimum. It's, you know, in our household, and my wife is a great cook, and she cooks pretty much everything from scratch, from the raw ingredients, 100% organic food that we eat at our house. And uh, our, <clears throat> our average meal price was $1.63 a meal. $1.63? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know the exact... Uh, first of all, I'm impressed for two reasons. One, that you actually calculated it, and two, that it's only $1.63 per meal per person. That's right. Well, I calculated it because I get this question a lot from my customers. Oh, it's organic food is expensive. <laughs> so I said, well, what does it cost us to eat organically? And we're not super sparing in the sense of, you know, we don't eat, I mean, we eat beans and rice, but it's not all we eat. I mean, we eat almonds and you know, pecans and all, you know, good, a lot of nuts, uh, we eat meat, uh, mostly, you know, a lot of, I don't personally eat much meat, but my family eats a lot of chicken, um, things like that. So I decided to figure it up. Now we do, you know, we may skew it a little bit because we do raise a garden and I count the inputs into the garden, i.e. the fertilizer and the seeds and the starts and all that as cost of food but we don't figure our labor. All right, well, let's, yeah. let's pretend for a second that you had to buy the food that's currently in your, in your garden. Do you think that would, how high do you think the average meal would go per person? Well, it's hard to figure because we're always running out and grabbing lettuce and this and that, so I can't give an exact amount, but I'm going to say it would probably go up 30 or 40 cents a meal. But then again, the, the cost of the garden supplies 
you know, and truthfully, it's not that much cheaper to garden, really. By the time you buy starts and fertilizer and, you know, water and everything else, you know, it, you get better food. And I would never trade it for anything. And I love being on my knees in the garden, just the farmer at heart anyway. But it's, uh, you know, I think, you, I think we save 30 or 40 cents a meal realistically. I am, first of all, $1.63 per person. How many people in the family eat together? Well, right now, only seven, but... Only seven, thank you. Yeah, I have 11 children, so... What? (laughs) (laughs) So for a while, we were feeding 13. So it it is a little bit, you know, we're cooking larger quantities of stuff in bulk. And so if you were a family of three, I imagine the per-person cost would be higher, but I can't imagine it would be so high that people would still say it's too expensive because those same people that say it's too expensive to eat organic are going out to eat and spending many times that amount on the chemical food. Oh yeah. I mean, compared to a restaurant, it's not even in the same ballpark, you know, um, eating, you know, even a conventional restaurant, you can eat at home hundred percent organic meals for a fraction of the price that you could go to a conventional restaurant for, no question about it. The thing, you know, what most people compare, when I find, is that you're, they're looking at comparing, you know, crackers and organic crackers or organic pizzas, pre-made frozen pizzas, and conventional pre-made frozen pizzas. The thing is, you know, it's, if you're doing that, it's going to be more expensive. Mm-hmm. First of all, the ingredients obviously are a little bit more, but the, the margin that's, that's in that and the inspections and everything else, all the overhead to be able to do that adds a lot of cost to the, to the end goods. So Amy's, when they do their organic pizzas, they cannot do the same price as the conventional junk that you'd buy at you know, Walmart or Costco for. It's just, it doesn't pencil. You're gonna pay more for that kind of food. But if you're cooking it at home, the raw ingredients so if you think about the raw ingredients, let's say you're making rice, for instance, and rice is fairly substantial difference in price. So buying in bulk, you're going to pay a little over maybe a dollar twenty-five a pound for organic rice. If you're going to pay, you know, eat conventional, you might pay, you know, sixty-five seventy cents a pound. Mm-hmm. So for a pound of rice you know, we can feed pretty much our whole family on a little less than two pounds of rice. So the actual ingredient costs in between that is between conventional and organic is, you know, maybe 70 cents for the meal. That is really good information because, you know, when when you're looking at it with the narrow blinder of, well, I am paying double for the organic rice. Why would I pay double? But then when you look at how much you're actually spending on a premium basis, if it's, a, you know, if it's $2.50 for all the rice you need to feed the family, then you're extra, maybe you're spending a dollar more, but that dollar means that you're not getting the poisons. Here's another way to put it. I mean, I, I, I just thought of this, this, this reframing, and I, I like it, so I'm going to try it out on you. <laughs> okay. If, if someone offered you like uh, plain rice, okay, clear, organic, healthy rice, and said, okay, this is a dollar fifty a pound, but I also have some discount rice because there was a chemical waste spill, 
and there was a tank that got backed up and it spread out. And so it's got some chemicals on it that are dangerous that are associated with cancer or other problems, but it's in very tiny amounts. So we've discounted it. Would you like to save the money and eat the chemical rice or would you like to eat the clean rice? Now, of course, the answer is, of course, I'm not going to eat the, the stuff that's been, you know, accidentally spilled with toxins. But in reality, it's not accidental. It's, it's on purpose. And it also can potentially create cancer and other problems. So um, when you think about the overall cost of the rice, I think that's a brilliant idea. Now, it's minuscule. And the same thing, you know, any of the ingredients, mm -hmm. when you're talking about ingredients like that, and some of them are, there's hardly any difference in price. You so, know, some, uh, some products. I just chose rice because there's a fairly substantial difference. Yeah, substantial difference of $1.50 maybe per meal. Not a lot, but a difference within the... Well, the if you look at a, yeah, if you look at a 25-pound bag, you might be able to buy a 25-pound bag of conventional rice for maybe $16 and a 25 pound bag of organic rice for $30. So the, you know, if you're looking at that one bag, this price difference is substantial. But you divide that out by the meal, it's not very much. And you just talked about another thing and that is buying bulk, which is a fundamental method of saving money. For those that have the money and the space to buy in advance, uh, how much money do you think someone can save by buying bulk uh, compared to buying on a proportion, you know, a small box full? Uh, 40 to 50% in, you know, versus, you know, actually buying the ingredients versus buying the boxed mixes or whatever. Buying, especially if you buy in bulk, 25-pound bags, 50-pound bags, you know, you can buy so much more and especially if you're able to make it you know you buy a bag you know organic flour i mean it's it's cheap you can buy a 25 pound bag for you know 18 or 19 dollars of organic flour and at the same time you know if you were to buy the pancake mix in a little box you're even conventional you're paying way more than that than for the flour even though you need to add some baking soda and stuff to it you're, you're saving a lot of money eating organic by buying in bulk. It's not, you know, that's the easy part. Now, when you talk about 25-pound bags, there's the shipping. You know, if you're going to get it locally, great, but you ship all over the country. How can people afford to get the shipping for a 25-pound bag of flour or rice? So that's the unique system that we've created, our unique delivery system. So we're able to deliver. I mean, we can't actually drop at every home either yet. I mean, maybe someday we will. But right now, we have to go and drop at specific locations in the community. So what we've done is we've recruited volunteers to have drop points or spots in local communities that the product can be dropped. And by doing uh, large quantities in a single drop, we're able to ship in big old 18-wheelers across the country. Well, most of the, you know, a lot of the organic food is grown, you know, outside of just the produce side, is grown on the west coast of this country anyway, mm -hmm. or up in Canada. So when we're able to distribute, it's got to be trucked anyway. Right. So if you're going to buy organic almonds... 
they're probably going to come from California unless you're getting them imported from Spain. Those are pretty much the only two options we have. So they're coming from somewhere, so they got to be freighted. So if it's going to, you know, to Kansas City, the shipping's going to be there one way or another. So by doing our program, we consolidate it here on the West Coast in, an in a warehouse. We're able to pick the orders, put them together, and stage them, and then we pay the freight and get them shipped out to wherever the locations are. So what and, you're saying is if someone's buying almonds in the supermarket, they are already paying for the freight. Um, they are. But they're also paying for a bunch of middlemen. And they're also, yeah, they're having to pay for the distribution. They're having to pay for the, um, you know, for somebody stocking the store shelves and all that. They may be paying for a bunch of packaging and you add the packaging of all the plastic and stuff into it. There's environmental impacts and some unknown health impacts from that that, you know, may or may not, uh, you know, be serious. Mm -hmm. um, and you can, you can get, you know, cut all of that out by buying, you know, buying direct. And so when you do a drop, um, then the people pick up the same day. So it's like monthly drops where the kind of a people. Yeah, every four weeks is probably the most common. We have some drops that do weekly and some every other week, but the majority do every four weeks. So they're able to stock your pantry, stock up on all your bulk foods every four weeks. You can buy, you know, your oils, your vinegars, your nuts, your flowers, cereals, grains, and we even offer a lot of produce items as well. So you can buy your potatoes and, you know, in 50-pound bags or, you know, whatever you would like if on those items or 25 pounds of carrots. Uh, you know, we sell smaller quantities too. We do a lot of repackaging. We're very, we try to do 100% repackaging in craft paper. Uh, what is craft paper? It's just brown paper bags. So we actually have a, a double wall paper bag that we put all of our flowers and grains and all that stuff in. There's a few things we can't put in that like raisins because they'll dry out. But so we use a bag that has a little plastic liner in it. But those are, then there's no leakage, you know, there's no uh, possibility of plastic damage, you know, into the food as well. Plastic toxins. Um, and the paper is 100% recyclable. It recycles with paper or it recycles with cardboard, either one. You know, I think by now, the astute listener is watching what you say and realizing what we have actually is a man on a mission. <laughs> you know, and I think um, I would like, I can guess, but I'm going to ask you to, to answer what are the driving things that you decided to accomplish when you set up Azure Standard? What were the, you know, you already mentioned saving people money so that you can, you know, that they can eat like you inexpensively. Is that one of the, the mission goals? What, what's, a, what's the drivers? Well, that was definitely one of my driving factors. You know, my initial driving factor was that all the food gets mixed up. And I'm an organic farmer initially. Mm -hmm. That was where I started as an organic farmer. My dad started farming organically in 1973, way before it was a fad, right? Yes, indeed. And, you know, that was back in the DDT days. This is, you know, how long ago that was. And um, so 
my initial driving factor was to be able to give the absolute best produce that we can raise, produce, grains, that sort of thing, directly to people who actually care and appreciate it. Otherwise, it's lost. It's lost in translation. It gets all put in a bin with somebody else's stuff. And then it gets processed to some, you know, uh, to some inferior product. And I just, it was my passion to be able to work with our farm initially and then other organic farmers that really care about their soil. There's two kinds of organic farmers. There's ones that are biological organic farmers that are doing it because they are passionate about it, they care about it, and they grow the microbes to help grow the plant. So they have healthy, biologically active, and biodiverse soils. And then there's organic farmers that can be organic by neglect. And I wanted to put, together, I wanted to put a coalition together of organic farmers that are doing it right, that are improving the soil, that are making it better for themselves, their future generations, and creating an optimum product for the consumers and getting that to the consumers that actually care and want to improve their lives, the health, and the health of the planet. That's my passion. That, that was, was the driving passion. That is beautifully said. And, and this cost savings is like a byproduct of that direct. It's like great food for foodies <clears throat> as opposed to commodity commodity food for that can just be anywhere. Um, also, what it does... It supports the supply chain that's dedicated to those same values. So the farmers that really care are producing an optimum product. And we do, you know, and sometimes I send people, I just sent one of my my nephew actually um, to Bali just a little while ago to check on the coconut sugar because that's becoming such a popular product. And he located a plant that does it just on wild coconut groves and they lease it out to these little farmers that take care of the coconut uh, trees. So we found a source. So we do go the extra mile to find those kinds of things. It's not plantation grown. This is really wild jungle coconut sugar, right? And there's a difference that, you know, on things that I can't control locally. I mean, obviously I can't grow coconuts in Oregon. So we actually go the extra mile to make sure that we're getting we're giving our customers product from people who are really producing the best and really care. So you, you know? started out basically growing your own and selling it. And then you started to represent other farmers. And then That's you built, nice. then you built a customer base who wanted other things. How many different products do you have now? Well, right now we have almost 10,000 SKUs, which are not all different. Some of them are different sizes, but yeah, um, seven or eight absolutely different, uh, 8,000 different, completely unique items. Wow. All the way from, you know, we've located good sources of, of health and body products, essential oils, uh, a lot of different things that you wouldn't think of necessarily as a part of, um, you know, food per se. What percentage of all of your products are organic? About 80% of our food items are organic. I just, you know, and we actually have on our website, there's a filter. So if you go to the Azure Standard website and look in the search area, there's a little filter that says, look at organic only. And you won't see anything but organic I and benign, that. things that are, you know, would not 
cookie sheets or whatever that are not, wouldn't be rated as mm -hmm. organic or not. I love that. Um, and I know that with the non-organic products, have you ever tested for Roundup? We have. We have. Uh, we did a couple of times right after the bit, the first lawsuit just recently. I mean, we have in the past as well, and everything came back clean. But again, I from for Roundup. That is, um, I want to. You know, I still am such a firm believer in organics mm -hmm. that even though we sell some of the conventional items that have mostly ones that just have huge price differences. You know, I don't sell our conventional wheat, you know, shoot, you know, you're paying a little bit if you're going to grind your own flour and all that, I don't bother. But we do sell things that, you know, have a larger price difference, things like, you know, uh, almonds, for instance. And I feel like almonds are a little bit safer because they're growing up on a tree and, you know, I know they use Roundup underneath, you know, in the, in the tree rows in the get the weeds right around the base of the trees, but it feels like, so we, you know, and there's a huge price difference. It's double the price for organic. And if, you know, so we do offer some of those conventional items, mm -hmm. um, you know, but I'm, uh, but tell you the truth, after I watched your video, um, <laughs> I was rethinking some of that to tell you the truth. So what was the impact of watching Secret Ingredients on you? Well, it definitely was a huge confirmation. Mm -hmm. And in some ways I've had it play true in my life, you know, because I've been very devout and devoted to organics, you know, I've raised 11 children and none of them were ever ill enough during that entire time to see a doctor other than one broken femur. We never, never had to see a doctor for any kind of an illness. Wow. A few physicals to get in sports and stuff like that, but never, never an illness that took in any one of the children to the hospital or to see a doctor. There's none with any kind of diseases. And I was born with all kinds of genetic disorders, right? And my children, you know, that they claim are just net, nowadays genetic disorders, you know, most of them have been overcome. Um, but none of the children were. So mm -hmm. I, think, I think that, you know, hey, it's not all about genetics. There's a lot about eating clean and healthy and, you know, a good, a good diet. And, you know, and obviously exercise and other things plays into that. But it, it reassured, hey, there is a reason for this. It's not just the luck of the draw. Life is, and then the other part was it making me rethink you know, my philosophy on Azure, you know, as far as selling conventional items. In fact, you know, we, we had some discussions around, we actually discontinued a few things right after the video that I would not feel good about being able to support and say, you know, I am pretty sure this doesn't have Roundup on it. So the things that I couldn't say that I was pretty sure, I got rid of mm. out of our product line already. <laughs> and, you know, as things move forward, we may do more. I, you know, I, especially as we find better, healthier organic alternatives to some of those. So that was the other part. It really kind of convicted me. Hey, you know, yes, I wouldn't eat these conventional beans, but should I be letting any, you know, should I be selling them for other people to eat and assume that they're healthy because they came from Azure? And yes, they're healthier than what you'll get from Walmart or Safeway, 
but are they healthy enough? Are they clean enough? Well, thank you for being the protector of all of your customers and also looking out. I mean, even though I mentioned, I asked you what your mission was and it was about getting healthy food on healthy soil to people who care about it. I think that there's also a desire for you to make it affordable because that came up more than once. When, when people, if people can't afford the expensive almonds, you'll give them the other option, but you really want them to, to buy the organic. So I think your awareness or your, your desire to meet the needs of the pocketbook seem to, to be in the mix as well. Oh, absolutely. Because I learned that as we were grow, you know, as I was feeding my family organically and I wanted to get products into Azure that we could buy ourselves, you know, and that would, you know, make a difference in our lives. That became part of the mission and part of the passion over the years. So as the product line has developed the last say 10 or 15 years, these, you know, affordable bulk organic options have become a bigger and bigger part of what we do. In fact, we've relabeled a lot of these items. We have, we put in our own packaging and pouring lines so that we can package stuff into smaller sizes, you know, those almonds. So you don't have to buy a 25 pound box. You can buy a five pound bag and it's still the same high quality and still pretty close to bulk prices. Obviously we have to charge a little bit for that. But to buy organic almonds, you know, in a 25-pound box, not that many people can afford a 300 and some odd dollar hit. So, you know, by doing a, you know, a 45 or 50 dollar hit for five pounds, um, it's a lot, you know, easier to be able to do that on a regular basis. So, you've been doing this for 30 years. Um, you've got 100,000 customers now. Can you share a story or two? about the impact you've had on their lives? What do, what do you hear most often and is there anything that stands out? I hear stories of this has changed my life over and over again. I've heard it from hundreds of customers. You know, one of our drop point coordinators was telling me that they were diagnosed with almost everything. They were down to eating just, they thought they were allergic to everything. They didn't know what they could eat. The doctors didn't know what to do for them. And by just changing their diet and to a, an organic, healthy diet, they now have full recovery of their health. And I've heard stories similar to the ones that you have on your film, Secret Ingredients, dozens of times. Um, one of the, uh, one young man who actually works for us now is a customer service rep. Mm -hmm. um, they originally, you know, just typical down in, uh, down in the South, typical Southern diet, all kinds of problems. Mm -hmm. And he says, Azure changed my life. He was actually introduced to Azure to save money. It wasn't even about health from friends in his community. And then when he began to get into what it was about changing his diet, he became such a fan, he actually came to work for us now. <laughs> it's that. By the way, uh, for someone to recommend Azure just to save money over the conventional chemical industry food, that tells you something that it's, you know, that's very impressive. 
Well, you know, and again, we're not going to be able to save you money on all the prepared food, but if you're cooking, you're doing it at home, you know, we can, uh, such superior products that, you know, can be still cost effective. You know, we do these like in the, especially in the fall, Mm -hmm. we do these boxes of apples, super popular. We do a 20 pound, like a peach rug of apples more of a family size, you know, bigger, not quite a whole big 40 pound box, but uh, halfway there. And, you know, and we're often, and we just loose pack them. So it's less paper and less waste. And, you know, they, they ride pretty well like that. And, um, you know, and often we can sell organic premium apples for a dollar a pound or sometimes less. You know, sometimes the more expensive varieties, a little more, but, you know, all, all fall and winter, we're able to do that. So when, when these come in, when people come to Azure for, you know, hey, I want to buy boxes of apples, it's then you realize, hey, this, these apples taste better. What about everything else? Mm. Th- those are the kinds of, you know, stories that I, I've heard a lot. Hey, I just... Um, I had another gal <laughs> down in Arkansas. She says, yeah, we just, we just came to Azure just for the apples. We just found out you could buy a dollar a pound apples and she had a fairly large family. Yeah. So now they're, you know, one of our, some of our best customers, but they just came because they could get cheap apples. <laughs> so, you know, it, it does, um, it does make a difference in the long run in the pocketbook, uh, for sure. But the, the main thing is, you know, if you really think about the price, the cost of being sick, what does being sick cost? Mm-hmm. Even if you were not paying your own medical bills, take the medical insurance out of the picture. But what does it cost to not have good health, to, to, be, to have sick days? to not feel quite your best, to have a little bit of a foggy brain just because you're, what does that really cost? That's a price I don't want to pay. Beautiful. I can see how when you have the drops in a particular area where everyone comes on a particular day to pick it up, how you can save a ton of money but you don't have drops in every location around the United States. If someone wants to take advantage of your products and they're not at a drop site, what happens? Well, if they're, um, you know, some people do drive quite a distance to go to a drop, maybe only, you know, on an infrequent basis if they have to drive a long ways. Um, But we also will ship to you common carrier or UPS or USPS it actually can be relatively inexpensive sometimes, especially if you're buying the more um, less bulk items. But even even bulk items, you, I can't believe how much, how many 25-pound bags of grains and flours and coconut flour and various things like that that we ship UPS all over the country. And it, you know, it it's definitely a more expensive distribution model. But it still works. If, if you really care about the quality of the products, it's still and, definitely worth it. And, you and know, often it's, it's still competitive. It's interesting that um, 
you know, I was focusing a lot on the, on the money side because that is the big objection. But we, there is that other piece about the people who realize when they taste something that is so good and it's so satisfying, it's hard to go back. I remember I, I grew up in New York area and I was out as a teenager in an organic field in California one summer and I took a bite of a strawberry and my eyes went wide and I was simultaneously elated and angry. I was elated because the taste was amazing. I was angry because every strawberry I had ever eaten up to that point was sour and treasured for its taste, but not by me. I did not like the sour food. And I was realizing, oh my God, I've been eating unripe, shipped strawberries my entire life that you needed to add sugar on. And this was like strawberry jam. And I've had <laughs> potato epiphanies. Uh, I've had peach epiphanies. I've had watermelon epiphanies. Different times and moments in my life where I've tried something that was so delicious and so beyond anything that I had tasted up to that point. I realized that that's a whole nother huge motivation to find the the heirloom species or and the, the ripeness or the, the type of food that gets people excited. And I know that that's, there's a whole class of your customers that that's the motivation rather than the, the money. I mean, obviously for some it will be both, but uh, because I'm hearing from you that that was your primary issue is to get high quality nutrient dense food. Now, from an organic, stand, organic farmer standpoint, can you just explain that how the quality of the soil can create a more delicious product? Oh, absolutely. That's my favorite uh, topic. <laughs> <laughs> every plant, you know, uh, every plant is, uh, what a plant does is it takes the sunlight along with the water and a few minerals and it creates sugar from sunlight, right? The basic photosynthetic action of all life on Earth, there is no life that can, can survive without the action of plants of taking the sunlight and creating sugar out of that. And a healthy plant, that sugar is, is distributed roughly four different directions. A quarter of the sugar goes to create the plant itself, a quarter of it goes into the fruit, a quarter of it goes into the root system, and a quarter of it extrudes itself out of the root system into the soil to feed the bacteria that are in the soil. Because even bacteria are not photosynthetic. They can't live without sugar, sugars, that plants, and I'm not using the term sugar in the way of thinking of corn syrup or something. Right, right. This is the naturally occurring energy source for all life on earth. And if a plant is healthy and it's putting its sugars in all different directions as like it should, then it concentrates on creating a more a complex sugar. So the more complex the sugar, the healthier it is for humans and animals for that matter. So the healthier, the more complex, because our body 
a simple sugar hits the bloodstream. That's diabetes for you. Right. A complex sugar is what our bodies are meant to digest. That's what we get energy from. That's what feeds our brain. That's what we're supposed to have. The healthier the plant is, the more complex the sugar. A very interesting side note to that is that an organic farmer is more concerned about than how it is to your body oftentimes, is that insects, particularly plant-eating insects like aphids and white flies and you name it, have digestive systems that are exactly opposite of human and animal. They can only survive on simple sugars. Their digestive system will not digest a complex sugar. So let me, so, let me see where we're going here. If there's a healthy plant and it has complex sugars, the insect doesn't eat it. The that's exactly go, right. The insect will go after the wheat plant that makes the simple sugars, and so the insect population gets supported by weak, uh, feeble plants. Well, yeah, weak and feeble in the sense that they are not healthy. Okay. They might look really big because you can make plants look really big and lush with nitrogen, but they're still totally out of balance and are creating completely out of balance sugars and amino acids for that matter. But then the insects will still attack that. So what's the next thing we do? We spray more chemicals. Well, no, well what is the... What does the, the farmer who's growing the weak plants do? Yeah, that's the, the standard traditional farming method is put more chemicals on it. Right. The same, um, you know, the same thing applies a little bit lesser degree in soil health for weed pressure. You're talking, you know, your whole thing is about Roundup. Well, Roundup is to kill weeds, right? That's the whole deal with Roundup. So you've got the same aspect. If soil is healthy, it has a balance in the soil. And I'm talking, you know, mineral balance. For instance, the calcium-magnesium ratio in soil should be very similar to the ratio in the body, roughly 11 to 1, calcium-magnesium. If it gets out of balance one way or another, then weeds will actually come in to try to pull down the nutrient that is out of balance high. So you'll get specific weeds based on what kind of out-of-balance soil that you have. So that's a whole, there's a whole study. There's been books written, volumes of books written on that subject. But the same thing applies when you're just throwing nitrates or nitrites at the plant to try to make a more volume and bigger plant. You got everything's out of balance. Then you definitely need Roundup or other weed killers because the weeds are just going to come in like crazy because nature's calling them. Clean the soil up. Clean it up. You have, to, you have to get this magnesium down or whatever the element that's out of balance is. You know, I've heard, this, I've heard this before. And I, I travel when I speak. I did for 13 years almost constantly, six to nine months a year. I still go around the world from time to time. And I'm usually brought to healthy organic farms by my hosts. And I remember in India um, being hosted by Vandana Shiva, who had, you know, 180 something varieties of, of food plants growing on these acreage. And she said, the biodiversity and health of the soil means I don't need any chemical inputs. She didn't need insecticides. She didn't need um, herbicides. And I've heard this. She's over right. Yeah. It works. So, and it's interesting that the whole 
industrial ag model uh, with monocultures, they have high input, meaning they need insecticides, fertilizer, and herbicides. That's what the corporations need to sell. So they promote a model of weakened plants, weakened monoculture plants with poor soil. That keeps the industrial ag companies in business, and it keeps the farmers dependent, and it keeps the sugars to be simple and the minerals ratio to be out of balance. Now, if you were coming back, and so that's a whole model where the whole success of big ag is based on really poor quality um, soils and, and crops. Now, coming back to the taste profile, if you're in proper balance of the minerals and you're doing complex sugars instead of simple sugars, is there any information that shows that people tend to like those foods better? Well, people's taste gets trained. So, but yes, for the most part, the complex sugars, you know, I was doing a test on blueberries here. I was part, I wasn't doing the test myself, but I was part of a group. And we went to a couple of different blueberry farms over in the valley here. And one of them is a very uh, good organic farmer. He does pretty much everything right, really uh, cares about his soil. Mm -hmm. The other was just a conventional farm. And so we tested bricks on the both blueberries. Well, now let's talk about what bricks are. I know what bricks are. Why don't you share what the word uh -huh. bricks means? Bricks is basically the total sugar content. Complex, simple, whatever, anything. It's how much sugar is in the product. And so we tested both the both products from the organic farm, the really caring organic farm, and the conventional farm for bricks or total sugars. How much sugar is in that? And then we tested the glycemic index for both both uh, and explain products. what the glycemic index is, please. So that's how fast the sugar hits the blood. The blood changes your blood sugar. In other words, the simple sugars have a high glycemic index because it goes to. It hits uh, the blood sugar very fast. You know, it has to kick in the the body has to kick in the insulin to try to regulate it, and eventually, you know, that wears out, and then you get diabetes and hyperglycemia, which is, by the way. I just read somewhere that's like the third most expensive disease in the world. Oh yeah, the billions of dollars spent on, on diabetes is, it's, a, it's amazing. Okay, it's, so, so you, you, you've got the bricks content. The so on, the, on the organic blueberries, the bricks were 24. That means almost 24% sugar. Wow. The conventional were 16% sugar. On the glycemic index, the conventional was almost 100% quick sugar. It was 15, and the organic was four. Meaning it was slow burner. Uh, means, yeah, that it was basically your sugar was digesting, was not hitting your blood sugar and spiking your blood sugar from the organic berries, even though they were that much higher from 16 to 24, uh, you know, eight points difference, in higher in total sugars, wow. your body was treating it as a third as much sugar as the conventional were. That's fascinating. By the way, 
I interview Will Winter, and he shows how to use a refractometer to test, to test the bricks and has a little chart that tells you what the appropriate level is. So I'm glad you brought by, that. By the way, higher bricks in organic produce is actually typically healthier because your, your plant is producing a better sugar. If, you know, if it's starting to starve itself, your bricks are going to go down a little bit compared with good, healthy. You can actually even test the leaves of plants oh, yeah. for bricks to help figure out how, you know, where, where they are at versus where they should be as far as their nutrient content. So I just want to, I want to emphasize by summary what you just said about the blueberries. That the same so-called fruit acts completely different when it's raised organically in proper soil versus when it's raised in impoverished soil with chemical inputs that the, the complexity of the sugar is different, the quantity of the sugar is different, and the impact on our health. One may be unhealthy, potentially contributing to diabetes, and the other may be way healthier, protecting us. And of course, blueberries, what's interesting, I'm glad you mentioned blueberries. They're a very healthy thing normally anyway. Yeah, they have these phytonutrients, these different nutrients that are linked to a variety of, of health properties. Now, I've heard that with organic food grown properly, there's a higher level of these medicinal phytonutrients as well, whereas the chemical ag tends to have lower quantities and lower qualities of these medicinal properties. Is that something that you've also discovered? Yeah, no, that's absolutely correct. You know, if you go down, and I don't know that we have time to do all that, but there's actually what we call the pyramid. Mm -hmm. And essential oils are on the very top of what we call the pyramid of plant health. So sugars are kind of in the middle. You also have amino acids and fats. So there is impact on your protein profile, your amino acid profile, your sugar profile, your fat profile, and then essential oils we consider to be the peak of the pyramid in plant health. And that's what really, that's when, when it comes down to the very finite difference, you'll find the biggest difference in the essential oils. Wow. So it really needs to be in good shape in order to produce the essential oils. Cause well, you can, yeah, some plants have oils in them anyway. But to get the essence that you were talking about of those for the, from the essential oil that's medicinal, that's where it becomes exceedingly important. You know, this comes back to that old saying, let food by the, be thy medicine and medicine be thy food, or the Ayurveda quote, like if without the right food, the medicine won't work, and with the right food, the medicine's not needed. It's actually the medicine is in the food. And, and Zach Bush, I've interviewed him, he talks about how the shikimate pathway, which is used by plants, produces a bunch of these medicinal compounds, and the shikimate pathway is shut down by Roundup. So you're ending up, in general and specific, dealing with the medicinal qualities of food, in general with organic, in general with healthy growing conditions, there's more of a medicinal quality. And specifically, if you spray Roundup, you can disable the shikimate pathway, and that disables many of these endogenous pain relievers and endogenous uh, cancer fighters, et cetera. 
So we've just gone on a quite a journey, David. And I, I want to say, first of all, thank you. Uh, I want to join the chorus of your customers. Uh, thank you for having the vision and putting it to work so that your vision actually influences the health and livelihood of so many people because they can afford it and they can feed their family with it and they can enjoy it. Uh, and thank you for understanding the depth from the soil to the plate, the whole range and being an advocate for every stage, not just the growing, but the packaging and the recycling of that and the compostable nature of it and the delivery system. And I, I am, I'm very excited about what the whole model that you've created. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? No, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And thank you for what you're doing with, uh, helping people understand what, you know, the difference is between organic and conventional food. And, you know, I just, I just really want to make a difference. You know, I believe that, uh, that we can feed the world healthy organic food. It's not about, you know, we don't, we don't need the chemicals to have the green revolution. We really don't. Yeah. We can do it. We can feed the world population organically. It's not just the elite that can eat this way. And we want to make it affordable for everybody. But with the right science and the right agriculture, everybody can eat this way. It doesn't have to be exclusive. And let's make organic food available to everyone who cares. Beautiful vision. Thank you so much, David. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Live Healthy, Be Well. Please subscribe to the podcast using whatever app you listen to podcasts with. Or go to livehealthybewell.com to subscribe. This podcast will inform you about health dangers, corporate and government corruption, and ways we can protect ourselves, our families, and our planet. I interview scientists, experts, authors, whistleblowers, and many people who have not shared their information with the world until now. Please share the podcast with your friends. It will enlighten and may even save lives. Safe eating.